Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorization number TP slash 01005. Harrison Agents. To buy, sell or rent in Tasmania, search Harrison Agents today on 1629 SEN Hobart. Jack and Payne with Jack Revolt and Tim Payne. Welcome back to Jack and Payne with myself, Jack Rowett, and Tim Payne. And thanks to Harrison Agents, Tasmania's real estate agents. Well, this man needs no intro, even though he does have his own one. And that, of course, is David Flash Lithgow. Flash, how are you on the ground down there? Good morning, Jack. How's things? It's um, it's one hell of a song. But well and truly above my um, pay grade, but um, what a start. We're not paying you, mate. Okay. So there's uh, there's everything's <laughs> above your pay grade, mate. I want to get your thoughts on the uh, the initial well the initial findings from the, the Carter report. Um, what have you made of that? Well, obviously, the first thing we saw last night was Tom Brown's tweet mentioning the fact that, you know, there is a loose recommendation, but I guess if it is a, to be uh, a team outside of Tasmania, let's say North Melbourne, Gold Coast, etc., that's a viable option. Um, and then we saw a little bit later that, you know, a Tassie team is well and truly on the table. Well, you know, my understanding certainly is this afternoon there will be an announcement and, and a Tasmanian team... Uh, will be, I guess, granted um, the ble- the wishy- the best wishes, the blessings, if you like, from Colin Carter to to have a team, and and so we should. I, I think it's interesting that we still hear that talk of relocating, and I just don't understand how it still exists, Jack. To be quite frank, because I think the the general census now from Tasmanians is that you just need that carrot, don't you, for the young kids, the 10, 11, 12 year olds. We've all got mates with kids that age. I certainly do myself, and. And the love for other sports, etc., is it's never been higher. Um, and you've got to dangle the carrot for boys and girls, young Tasmanians now. So I think the only way it will happen is with a standalone team. I think that's what everybody would prefer. And it, look, it's pretty exciting. Suddenly now we have all these options opening up. What's happening with the state league? Are we going to go back to regional? Do then the Tassie VFL team? We talked about that with the Premier Peter Gutman last week. Well, certainly you guys did. Um, you know, and then do you get a Brendan Bolton back to run the program? I mean, it's so much, so much things and so many spin-offs from all the things that we heard last night and what we hear today. Touching on their local football and in amongst all of this discussion, yep. there was some stuff in the Mercury this week from Nick Probert, who was a big part of putting the TSL back together 10 years ago, I think it was. His now recommendation is that we probably go back to a regional sort of set up and a, and a feed a VFL team as a step towards getting that AFL team. And it's really hard to argue with him, isn't it? Because you look at local footy now, where it is, for example, and what's really happened in Tasmania. For example, if you go and watch an old Scholars game now, you'll see six, seven blokes in every team that really should be playing start leg footy. You know, I could talk about down at um, Hutchins, for example, you know, Shawnee Willis and Harry Nichols hasn't played footy for a while. They're, they're proper senior footballs at state level. So we've really lost um, that intrinsic nature of, I guess, a club 
you know, a club within a club. And, and look, at the end of the day, Jack, I mean, do people want to travel to Burnie, Devonport, which I know hasn't happened for a couple of years, but Launceston's still two and a half hours away in a bus. You get your, you get your systems right again. You give the kids, the 18, 19, even the 20-year-olds a carrot dangling, and that is to play against Werribee and the Swans and Gold Coast in that V-full, knee-full range. And, and then we work towards the Tassie side. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a pretty obvious pathway for mine. The name Brendan Bolton is, is, has come up, and it's on the Mercury website again there, as someone who should be targeted for Tasmanian football and, and coaching in that aspect. The, the other name I want to throw in there is Jade Rawlings. Do, do you think... Will the first coach of uh, the Tasmanian AFL team be the VFL coach that, that that takes on that, that role in, say, the next 12 to, to 24 months when, when we do get a VFL side? I had that exact chat with a former Tasmanian player and coach yesterday. Um, and Jade Rawlins is an interesting name, isn't he? So well-rounded, a terrific career on an, on the field with those three clubs he played for. But he certainly been assistant coach for a long time over at the SANFL this year. It must be hard juggling his life at the moment. He's got a family in Launceston, little kids, etc. What a great name to get back. But th- th- suddenly we've got these conversations, Tim, we can now talk about, and these great names. By the way, look, we're watching what's happening with Carlton at the moment. Let's be frank about this. Brendan Bolton's tenure, or his legacy, if you like, looks better every day. Now, I certainly haven't been in the rooms with David Teague coaching, yeah. for example, but, you know, I, I guess a lot of us that sort of knew Brendan and, 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 and talk with people in the inner circle felt very disappointed for him that he couldn't really finish that journey. Again, I think his legacy looks terrific today. I mean, Carlton's legacy, on the other hand, the last two or three decades has been borderline appalling, and I don't think there's any argument for that. Yeah, can't, can't argue. I, I did do a little bit of work, actually, with Bolts when he was uh, coach of Clarence, yeah. and you could tell he had that real teacher background, that real uh, educator type of style. I'm not sure if it's if it's worked at AFL level, obviously, but if we're talking about someone who, who yeah. is going to come to, back to Tasmania, take over a VFL program, develop our young kids and then build other guys to be ready for an AFL team an AFL career I think he'd be a fine choice my only thing is there is is when we get to that AFL team and you're building a franchise do you need the name do you need a big name to make a splash to to get headlines I mean can you imagine a Alistair Clarkson or a Chris Fagan come on Chris Fagan Chris Fagan would be terrific but you know I think when you're going to start a team from scratch be great to have a Brendan Bolton, a, a Jade Rawlings in the background and helping out, but I think for your senior coach, you want so that really experience. So what you're saying is you don't think Brendan Bolton and Jade Rawlings offer enough to be a senior coach of a Tassie team, is that what you're suggesting? Not straight off the bat. Well, I'm saying uh, you do sort of what the Giants did, put a Kevin Sheedy in, a name that creates some real energy around your club, knowing that you've got these two guys in the background ready to go in a year or two. Look, it's an interesting discussion. Um, I know a couple um, coaches that have been at Carlton uh, over the last five or six years. That Jack might even want to do it. Who w- knows? Absolutely. Know. That's a question I'd like to pose. Maybe he has a year in him at 36. I mean, your old man played to his 36. Everyone in your family did pretty much. So maybe you could... I don't see. I don't think you can do it. I, I don't think so, David. But no, the, just... the off-field stuff, is, and this is the other one that I, I want to pose to you as well. Do you go after someone like a Brendan Gale? Now, Brendan Gale's been floated yeah. as arguably the next AFL CEO. Absolutely. And, and has been in charge of the reigns here, at, well, reigns at Richmond for for the best part of, or certainly longer than a decade now. You get things right off the field, they tend to go right on the field. Is he is he the one that you'd aim for for CEO? 
Oh, of course you would. I mean, look at his record. But wouldn't you, if, if you're in the AFL system, wouldn't you be looking at him as the next candidate to run the whole show? I mean, he's got such a an amazing resume, a bloke from the coast, the northwest coast, such a traditional uh, footy club in Penguin. Um, he would be absolutely ideal. Jack, I'll ask you that one. Knowing him, what would appeal more to someone like Brendan Gale, taking over from Gill and running the AFL Good or building an AFL team in Tasmania from the ground up? Uh, look, I, I think, um, I, I definitely think that, that the chief, Brendan Gale, is he's a club land man. There's people that, yeah. that need to be a club land. They need the, the week-to-week battle whilst not going out to play. There's still, there's still the battle between the opposition, and, and he yeah. thrives on that. And I don't know whether the, the CEO of the AFL gets that. Um, they get there at the end of the year, and they look at the numbers, and they look at the, the forecasting, and that's their win. Um but I think he'd be a fantastic inclusion and a very, very passionate, proud Tasmanian as well. That's the one thing that you get him back there in a heartbeat for mine. Look, it's sensational news regardless, and that's what we know. And it's going to happen. You know, I think we can talk with it with some real excitement about it from a Tasmanian perspective. We're going to have a team in the AFL. I reckon even, Tim, you'd say yourself, we went back five, six, seven years ago. We might have talked with the passion about a Tasmanian AFL team. For whatever reason, we're too small. We can't... You know, the business-wise, we can't handle it. It's such a changing city in Hobart. You've got the facility in Launceston, which is absolutely outstanding. The bottom line is the kids need the carrot. I, you can't say that more, that they need to grow up as, again, young boys and girls. And we talk about the Tassie VFL women's team in the same light. The opportunity to do exactly what their heroes do, and that's... That's what the Jack Jumpers are doing, you know. Let's let's not sugarcoat. I mean, they've got a free hit down here for a couple of years, and I know. Again, we I mentioned it already, but so many of our friends' kids, they love basketball, and they love the NBA, and they can watch it during the day, you know. And so it's a real challenge, and it's going to happen, and it's darn exciting. Yeah, I'm the same as you all. I think since I've been a little kid, I've dreamed of the day when. Our kids will have an, an, a Tasmanian AFL team of our own, and you, you imagine a Bell Reeve over or Utah Stadium, absolutely chockers, supporting a team wearing the map. I think, um, you know, it's just going to push football to another level in this state. Look, I think going forward, you know, over the next few weeks, we'll have to get your uncle on, Robert Shaw, of course, a former Tasmanian coach. There is nobody more um, proud of Tasmanian. He had such wonderful success back in. 1990 against the Vicks, you were there running on the ground with your little ferret brother. Ran out, ran out. Nick ran out with the boys through the... Set the tone, Flash. Yes, I was there on the grandstand <laughs> with the old man. And, and look, it, it's it's got to happen. It's going to happen, and I can't wait to see it happen. Flash, can you give us an update? Last week, unfortunately, the game between Collingwood and Hawthorne was cancelled uh, due to the COVID situation there in Launceston. Got the Hawks and Dogs playing in Launceston. Uh, still going ahead? As of this morning, it is. And it's funny, I didn't expect that to happen. I just assumed what we saw last weekend, it would be the same this weekend. I mean, it's a, it's a great thrill for the people of, of Launceston to catch the Bulldogs. I mean, they're, they're going really well. I mean, they're probably one of five, six teams that can win it. Sensational. So let, let's hope it goes ahead. This is such a fluid thing. It can change in the next hour or two, as we know. It's come up on my desk that uh, there's a push for cricket to be included as an Olympic sport in Los Angeles in 2028. How, how do you feel about that, Payne? Can you hang on till then? Or, God. or are you more? Is it, games, an Olympic Games in Los Angeles? Oh. I'll be doing everything I can to hold on. Or I'm going to accelerate the coaching credentials and see if I can get on it. But uh, yeah, I think it's exciting. I think. T20 cricket in particular would be appealing in the Olympics. It'd be, absolutely. Um, something that I know cricketers would absolutely jump at the opportunity to go and represent their country at Olympic Games and try and win a medal. I mean, you saw the 
um, the elation in the boomers the other day, even winning a bronze medal, how much it meant to those guys. So um, the Olympics, as we saw over the last few weeks, it's it's a different sporting event. It's something that everyone wants to be a part of. And as cricketers so far, and Jack, as AFL footballers, you, you, you don't get the opportunity. So I know that cricketers will be jumping at it. Uh, I wish it was 10 or 12 years ago, but um, yeah, I'd love to see it. It's an interesting one, and same with the with the girls and the ladies with netball, isn't it? Can you actually justify an Olympic Games when you don't have the South American teams or the, the North American teams, etc., or major European countries playing? Um, I guess from an Australian perspective, we'd love to see both. How out many there. How many basketball teams went to the Olympics? We've had this discussion a lot. Yeah, but so how so, many? Well, it, it, just a simple number. How many went? Well, there's twelve, and okay, I think, so I think we, two, we could get twelve cricketing countries to go and compete. Sure, same with the handball flash as well. I think 200-plus sides tried to qualify for Yeah, but that's fine. Basketball. You can have a million, but you only need 12. Well, And, and we've got 12. Have we not? Is, is there a play here? Is there a tactical play for... We all know that Brisbane are going to be hosting the Olympics <laughs> in 2032. Is there a tactical play here to go, oh, we'd love this at Los Angeles, knowing that if they'll probably be rejected as cricket as a sport in an American Olympics, but the Australian Olympics followers around it, that we may have cricket at, at arguably... Well, we've got the, the certainly the ground capacity here to do it in, in Brisbane. Oh, look, come on, David. Do, do we actually think the cricket's going to be in LA? Are we going to be talking about Kobe Bryant, LeBron James, and Caleb Jewell? Like, and I no. love Caleb Jewell, by the way. <laughs> and I, that's how highly I think of him. I think he could play for Australia one day. But it's look. I think you're drawing straws. I, I just oh, don't. I think it gets in. I, I think just it had gets three in. Three on three basketball, at which Olympics is appalling, pushing. by the way. And I cannot believe three on three basketball. Now, you guys know I'm a basketball purist, purist. Why that was well, in the, the jury's out on that. Well, anyway. <laughs> why the basketball <laughs> let itself do that, I'm not too sure. But look, let's hope it does. I'd be certainly keen, avid watcher. I would love to see it in. I'd love to see the ICC scrap the twelve, the T20 World Cup, yes, and just have it at okay. the Olympics. Okay, well that, that's that's your T20 World Cup. Well, it's a it's a bigger carrot to dangle because we're we're in the, an era now with Test cricket, One Day cricket, T20. I think we've gone the full circle, Jack. As a fan, you'd probably agree that. We've come back now that Test cricket is what we want to watch again, I reckon. And so where does one-day cricket fit in? Every four years, we'll turn it on and watch the World Cups. Other in between that, are we actually watching? I'm not sure we are. And T20, it's in a similar boat in terms of, you know, we almost love the domestic series rather than the international series. It's a really funny you. place. I'm with you. Test uh, cricket all the way. Test cricket all the way for me too. Uh, interesting... <sighs> I've heard a whisper on this one, Flash, and I think it might be one for you to do a little bit more digging for us. James Faulkner remains unsigned at the moment for the Hurricanes. Where does he sit? Arguably the finisher and probably past his prime, but he's surely due to get another contract with the Hobart Hurricanes. I would have thought it was a no-brainer for mine. Now, obviously, James has had some injury history over the last few years. We know about his arthritic knee, etc., before he pinged his hammy at the start of the, or mid, I guess mid-term of the BBL season last year, he was outstanding. He was opening the bowling, bowling well. And I think on the back of making some runs in club cricket, you will remember Tim, of course, he made a couple of hundreds for uni. His batting looked to be coming back to where it was. And then we've seen the recent uh, Pakistan tournament in the UAE. He, look, he was absolutely outstanding. He's a Tasmanian legend, James Faulkner. Now, he sh- should he have played more test cricket? I think he, you know, I think, He's a very unlucky in many respects. He didn't play more when he got that opportunity. 
his body's letting down a little bit, etc. But I look, I'm such an advocate. You've got to try and have as many quality Tasmanian people in this team as possible. So that's Watch a really space, interesting one to monitor. Watch this space. I think I, the just just had a little mm. whisper, little whisper that. He may not get a contract. He'd be great to get on, actually. We, we, I'll, I'll push. Oh, well, Pony, you've I, got no, a connection. I, I can tell you one thing, Jack. He has been offered a contract. He's been offered a contract. That, well, there that you go. is fact. I know I can tell you he has been offered a contract. He's not happy with it. Wow. There's no movement. All right. Well, let's let's stage. get him on. Let's get him on we'll next him week. On next and week. we'll he'll, hear from the horse's mouth what, what's going on with James Faulkner and, and the big bash, which is coming up at the, at the end of the season. Now, Flash. Well, would you like to see him in, Tim? Would you like to see him in, Oh, Tim? absolutely. Sure. Absolutely. One of the things. Yeah, you know, you've touched on it already. James Faulkner at at thirty, thirty one is a is already a Tasmanian legend. The stuff that he's done in his own career, career the stuff that he's done for for Tasmania, uh, and the short time he's been back for the Hurricanes. Uh, yeah, I'd be bending over backwards to make him happy to keep him a part of my team because he's he's someone that Tasmanian fans love to go and watch. Um, World you know, he's Cup a man boy, of the match. World Cup man of the yeah. match in two thousand and fifteen. As you said, he, he's starting to get back into some really good form in the last twelve months. I've seen it firsthand playing with him in club cricket. Um, yeah, and I, and I think, well, I know at the moment it's a, it's a really sad situation that it's unlikely, I think, that we'll see him in the Hurricanes gear next year. Disappointing. Yeah. Look, we've got to the end of the show. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in to Jack and Paney. Thanks again to Harrison Agents. Uh, we love we'll Harrison Agents, don't Friday we? Next Friday from 7am on SEN Hobart and right around the country on the SEN app. Head to sen.com.au to catch up on all the podcasts and all the highlights of the show. Uh, we look forward to chatting next week. I yeah, can looking forward to it, Jack boys. Live in the studio here in Hobart that David hasn't got the three-quarter pants on. I'm but looking forward sure to this. Don't forget. He's got them on next week. On the app. Uh, get on social as well. Go the Tigers as well. Don't forget that.